welcome to another episode of the 19th Hole here on the Sports Insanity Network. I am your host and golf bro, Mark Oldops Guy Halpern, and with me today is my PIC, Ross Loves to Play Golf Mason. How you doing, Ross? Pretty good. Had a nice round on the links. Didn't do terribly. I'll take it. That's right. You were out this morning. How was it? Warm, perfect weather. Couldn't have asked for the couldn't have asked for better weather this morning. How'd you shoot? Uh, so you were at Moshalu, right? Uh, Moshalu, 60 for yeah. nine. I'll take a 60. The way that course plays, I'll take it. Okay. All right. That's nice. It's nice to get out, get out, get stretched. But you played only a nine hole. Yeah, only so, nine. So normally a golf is 18 holes. And after that comes to what we are is the 19th hole. And the 19th hole is has a different meaning to everybody. You know, it's to me, when you get to the 18th hole and you pick up the ball after sweating all day and having fun or throwing a club in the lake, you get to that spot where you and your group get to sit down, whether it's at the clubhouse, right outside on the patio, if it's a nice day, you have a beer, you have some food, you talk about the round and you BS. That's what the 19th hole means to me. Ross? What Same here as having a nice gin and tonic and a burger after playing 18 holes of sweaty golf. See, see, Ross brings up a good thing is that the 19th hole is normally a typical time where the golfer has the heavy drink. And Ross just said he likes to have a gin and tonic. For me, when I get off the course, either a whiskey sour or give me, call me old fashioned. Give me, give me a, give me a good old brewski. Now, mind you, you're looking at the one guy in the world who detests beer. It, there's only two times beer actually tastes good. is after a round of golf and at a ball game. Otherwise, you don't really see me drinking beer much. Ross? Same here. I, I usually have a white claw, but I really – beer tastes okay on a golf course, but white claw tastes better on a, on a golf course. I mean, if I'm, if I'm playing during a round, I'm not drinking while I'm walking or drinking while I'm driving a golf cart. I mean, that's, that's just silly. That's, that's what the side person gets to do. The person who's driving the day has to be the designated driver, while the other person gets to drink as much as he wants. Yeah, really? <laughs> and, and see how many, golf, how many beer cans are in a, golf, are in a garbage uh, can on a golf course. Let, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if you've never played a full round of golf in Westchester, it's not the beer cans or the geese you have to worry about. It's all the cigar butts that you're stepping around yep. that people leave all over the place. At least put it out and I can't. I ever I, I played one West as of course I can't stand this. I love smoking one. I just can't stand other people smoking cigars. See, see me, then one of my good friends will be joining us over the summer as his schedule, Aaron Macklis. We used to go out twice a week. And from the moment we were on the course to the moment we go up, we were smoking cigars left and right. However, we didn't leave leave our blood. We, we disposed of them. At least get rid of your cigar butt. No one needs to see your ashy cigar butt that you... Exactly. Left out on a course. It's no fun. But I mean, I got, I got recently into cigars. I, I don't do it as much. It, it drives me nuts. It's, it's a hassle. I mean, look, if I'm around with my friends, yeah, I'll have a cigar. I don't smoke. I really, no, I really, I my quit smoking cigarettes when I was 21 for a good My reason. father did cigars for years. It drove my mother crazy. That's why I really don't like doing it. I have a cigar maybe once or twice a year now, if I'm lucky with a friend of mine who, who when he comes down. I think the last one I had was a wedding in October. It was like four years before that. It's like, I don't do it as much as I used to. Exactly. You know, but that's what the 19th hole is. It's the time for you to finally get out what you, 
what you took in a round of golf. And rip first, up your scorecard at the end. Unless, unless you had a good round. If you had a really bad round, like I tend to have, I'm just ripping that score. I only do it for personal, for personal achievement, but other than that, I could, I'll rip that scorecard right up. Right. I mean, I, I've, ha- I've had my bad days. I've had my good days. And I have days that I don't remember. <laughs> and for good I mean, I played two, three years ago. It was done, Woody. After the seventh hole, tore up the scorecard. I'm done. I'm done. For all of you who don't know, Dunwoody is a uh, public Westchester course here, a public course in Westchester, located up on the Sawmill River Parkway. It is one of the worst courses I have ever played. I am touting the hell out of it. So don't go play it. Yeah, unless you want to lose your balls and lose the entire bag of balls. Hence what Ross's nickname was last week, Ross looking for my balls in the woods all day. Amazing. Hey, I only, lost, I only lost two today. That's why you got the upgrade. The only two you ever had, but that's okay. Yeah, really. Thank God, uh, Dun- thank God, Moshe doesn't have any water cups. I didn't lose all my balls in one <laughs> in one round. Um, another part of the 19th hole is sometimes you're you're paired with when you're on a public course, and you have a, you know, you and your friend are going out. You could be paired with another duel, and sometimes that's a great way to meet friends on a course. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've met some well. I'm, the guys I play with, we know each other from the car show circuit, but I've played some really nice guys at, at uh, Nishanic Valley, New Jersey. I've met some really nice guys playing on that nine-hole course. Some people that couldn't care less, and, oh, you need lessons, yeah. Oh, then you're going to get – oh, you're going to be up my behind. Oh, you need lessons, but yet you're, you're still slow as me. I don't need the unsolicited advice. I know I'm bad. Don't one remind the, me. If, if you're in Westchester, one of the fa- most – famous public courses is Spring Lake Golf Course. And that's located up in Yonkers, New York. It is one of the greatest courses I have ever played. And it's known for its fifth hole, in my opinion. Now, fifth hole is a par four, roughly about 301. Sometimes it'll play a little longer, uh, depending on the wind, because it's a hole. And right depends what open. club you decide, you decide the club down or club up. Oh, I, I, pull out, I pull out my driver. And I go pretty much a better than a three-quarter swing. I'm on the green in one. Yeah, no. I drive the ball on average to over 300 it's, yards. That's the next course I want to play over the over. The, oh, that's, I, I want to get there to play there, and I'm going to try to get to Mohansic sometime this year. Mohansic will be tougher. Spring Lake, you're easy to get on. Spring Lake is the problem with Spring Lake. It's a big drinking course, and the Rangers are always out making you speed up. So when you play Spring Lake. It's best to get started, not at 6.30 in the morning, because that's when a lot of the get out at about 9 o'clock in the morning. You walk off about 2.30, and you still got the rest of the day. Yeah, no, that's – I got to just find people willing to drive. I've had my friends come down driving all the way to play Moshlu. I'll come a little bit a little bit closer to – off the throughway. Ross, I'll go play with you at uh, Spring Lake. Yes. I just probably won't swing once, but I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll coach you through the whole 18. Yeah, because, no, you gave me the whole rundown of what to use. I still have it printed out. Um, but the 19th hole is also, like I was saying, sometimes you get paired up with a group you don't know, or even a single player. If you're in a try and you got a single guy who wants to join you, and you end up making good friends sometimes. Other times you can't wait to leave them. Yeah, like today, the guy they paired us with, he just was slow. Which side Oracle would play best ball? That ended immediately because he was We'll just shoot where we shoot. Yeah. Because I and, played Marshall this morning. I'm That second hole is a nice 
elevated drop. I got in one. I was like, fine, I'll take it. I hit it five. I'm done. I made it on the third time in a row with that hole. There you go. You know, it depends on the person you're with. I've, we've had play, uh, we've had groups where we've gone off and we've had great dinners with uh, groups of guys. We've, uh, we've gone out different times with people we've been paired up with. And that's the fun part is because everybody's looking to do the same thing after a long round. So they're looking to take that 15, 20 minutes to an hour and sit down, bullshit about their round, you know, have fun, you know, have a good, a good heavy protein. Meal. Exact protein. Exactly. Yes. You, you need a good protein meal. Now, Ross had said, you know, a good burger. For me, I'm the type of guy who goes for that, you know, grilled chicken sandwich. I'm, I'm one of those guys, grilled chicken sandwich, French fries, no salad. You, you got to have a heavy. Yeah, right. Well, I like this place. We play, after we play Nishanik, it's called Thirsty's, the best steak sandwich I've ever had. Oh, there you go. See? And I'm a Jew and I don't, I, I, I'm very proud of eating red meat because I don't. <laughs> yeah, well, this, but this week coming up with the Passover coming around, you know, yeah, we got to watch what we, but we still, we, we still, we still not handle our. I'll sneak it a little bit. A little bit, you know. When, when you're part of a group like Ross and me, when we were out there, I, I don't, we're out there to have fun. We're not out there to, sh- yeah, yeah, mind you, look. I'm not saying I'm not out there to shoot the lowest score I can, but I don't care if I screw up. If I just start playing because it's fun for me. A, it's a I have I have ADHD, so um, focus is an issue. So this is this is something that helps me maintain my focus and playing chess because they both help me maintain my focus. See, a lot of people now you can bring it up. Tiger Woods has mentioned something that Ross just did. Ross says he plays chess to focus. Tiger Woods learned it as a kid to learn focus. Chess, I, I'm not to tout myself, but I am nationally ranked. Or not focus, teach patience and fishing. All three to teach you patience and focus. <laughs> I am nationally ranked as a chess player. Needless to say, my father-in-law is 100 times better than me and can beat me 10 out of 10 without even trying. And I'm ranked. And he's not because he doesn't have the time. He's a very busy man. But chess is one of those board games i want I, I hate to use the word board game strategic games strategic that is game. played at the 19th hole you'll see if you go into a clubhouse you will see a couple of guys playing a game of chess because it's strategic golf is the same way now most people when they go onto a golf course has played this played the course they're on enough times that they know what to expect right like That's when i played fun. when i played macho countless times i told my friend use this club use that club don't use this. I said, we're on like, say this, we're on the thing, the six hole, the dog leg left. I go aim straight. You'll get roll on the hill. Use a four or five iron. Do not use a seven iron. You'll be over that hole in about five shots. Eight, be safe and use the safe play. Exactly. You know, I want to be out there. I want to have the fun. I want to play and I'm going to know what I'm hitting. I'm going to look at the card, but when it all comes down to it, it's depending on who you play with. Exactly. You know, as I said, if you're single joining a group, you have to keep your decorum and you have to play and play to their pace. If it's your group, yeah, you have to be respectful of other people. You have to be respectful of what's going on and, you know, play straight. But you have a little bit more leeway when you're with a group of guys who you know. 
when you paired up with a group of guys like I was once, I don't remember what course. I remember traveling an hour for it. But these guys were main men. We, me and my friend Aaron were absolutely convinced they were hooked up somewhere because we kept our mouths <laughs> shut the whole time. And it's just the way these guys were talking. We just played. And then I just remember going out to dinner afterwards. And we're like, you didn't want to talk either. I'm like, oh. I'm not saying, I don't know nothing about nothing. Exactly. That's pretty much what the conversations were. You know, golf is that sport that is a bonding sport when you're going out with a group of guys. That oh, absolutely. Know. You know, you, you, you want to learn something about somebody, go play golf with them and go spend five and a half hours on a golf course. You'll learn everything you want to know about somebody. Oh, absolutely. And you'll learn about them physically and mentally. Mentally, how you see how they play and their, their decorum on the course when they hit a bad shot or whatever. Do they snap their club? Do they throw their club? Do they curse themselves out? Do they curse God out? I mean, it could go a little bit for everything. Like could I played today, I go, I was very reserved. And then I hit, I'm on the fifth or hole. I yelled the curse. I, I said, Sam, it, was, it took me a lot of restraint not to curse, but I just, I, I, I lost it on that hole. I was trying not to curse my head off today. Yeah, it, but that happens. And that's, you know, that's what, um, that's what golf does to the best of us. Is it, 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 why do you think golf bad. is a four? Why do you think it's a four-letter word that rhymes with another <laughs> four-letter word we can't say? Well, there's a few of them we can't say. There's even a few George of them. Through, even George Collin proved that to be false. Yeah, right? really. But this is my favorite that ends with it. <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 we'll leave it. We'll leave it at the the favorite last letter. Favorite you know, last um, but golf is also a sport that can teach you something that a lot of sports can't. And that's concentration. Yeah, because aiming your shot, lining up your shot, it's it's all prep, it's all little things to get ready. It's not, oh, I'm gonna hit a club and hope I hit. No, it's feet planted, face forward, aim your club and swing. It's not one and done. It's a lot of steps. Exactly. And anyone can tell you you can't just step on a course, grab a club, and automatically can say you know how to play golf. No. I've been look, I've been playing since I was about seven years old. I've had to stop playing the last 10 years because of my, the multitude of back surgeries I've had. But from seven to 30, I was still learning every year, no matter how much better I got, no matter who you're with, you can still be taught something new. Exactly. It's Just, not, it's a, it's a learning process and you're always adapting your game and getting, obviously spending more money on golf clubs. That's half the fun is buying more stuff. Well, and the thousands of golf balls that I lose. It I was about year. to say the the number one biggest expense in a golfer's life is the golf ball itself. Clubs will last you, could last you your career. There are many people I know, uh, many players I know, and many people I know who buy a new set every year, and literally take a perfectly good set and will give it away. You know, which is nice, but, but that's. A just, good just set. because one is advertised better than another yeah. doesn't mean you're it's, gonna put on the Converse All Stars and jump a wall like Ben. Exactly, and Jet. doesn't mean you get the new carbon wood whatever. You're still gonna have be a fine golfer. You don't need to spend six hundred dollars on a new club every year. Exactly. I had the same set of Callaway clubs. Oh, pretty much most of my you know my adult life, I had the same irons. 
the only thing I ever upgraded was my driver. And that's when I got an opportunity when I was working for a company that I worked for. My boss had a um, direct account with Callaway and they offered him five ERCs. Now, if you don't know what an ERC is, it was about 15 years ago, Callaway's top driver. The Callaway ERC, you got anything on the head of that club. That ball was that ball was obliterated. It was a great club. The problem was, is that if you make connection on the ground before like you miss hit, you could snap that club easily. And that club was a $500 driver. So as much as I loved it, I, I carried two drivers in my, I actually carried two drivers. I carried my big Bertha one, but I also carried the Callaway ERC to say, hey, there's going to be those holes where I'm going to just want to try to bomb it out. And the head of that club was the size of a freaking Rockies deli sandwich. You couldn't miss the ball. No. I mean. That's why every time I started to never play golf, this is a driver. It's the, head, it's the club with a giant head. This is the big boy. Yes. That is the one you want to use when you're going down the fairway. Anyone can go up and drive a ball 300 yards. Okay. John Daly's almost 70 years old and he's still doing it. Yeah. Okay. Anyone can murder a ball. But as any professional or any, let's even take it down a step, any amateur will tell you. Doesn't matter if you hit the ball 330 yards. It's getting to the green in the regulated strokes. The regulated strokes. Right. That's, that's, so if you can bomb it 300 yards, that's hey, great. great. You still have to use an iron. And you right. Still if you butt. can't use an iron, you can't get onto the green in two. What's the point? If you take exactly. four hits with your irons and one hit with your driver, that's double bogey golf. Yeah, that's okay. the already, that's half the battle you've already lost. Okay. I believe it was either Sam, I believe it was Sam Sneed who said you could hit three horrible shots, but if you get on, you get it in on the next shot, you still make par. Sam Sneed was one of the best with his irons. Oh, you know, absolutely. He, you know, he hit a lot of bad shots, but you want to know what? Name me a golfer out there who hasn't. Yeah, we all, we all learn. Okay, we all have fun. Oh, the 19th, without a doubt. The nineteenth hole is used as that time to talk about the funniest moments on your round. Talk about that that shot that was almost like Jackie Mason's in Caddyshack Two and does a one eighty. Or, or did you do the Chevy Chase and no, 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 Did you call your shot? I mean, it never happened in my career. I've never hit a hole in one. I've come close twice. How many of you, how many holes did you bet on closest to the ball? You know, how much did you do? You know, the 19th hole is about fun. If you're not there to have fun, don't show up because yeah, guys really. don't want to don't want to deal with, and ladies either. I look, I've played many rounds with uh, you know my cousins, or other tournament players. There's no difference, guys, girls. We all want to do the same thing. We want to sit back and we want to talk about the fun we had, not about oh God, I screwed up this hole. Here's what I no, have fun about it. My thing is i have played a round of golf with a friend of mine and this was on spring lake and he will be here as i told you his name's aaron macklis he's a friend of mine 
we were on, I'm going to tell a brief history of this story because it's probably one of the greatest stories ever. We were paired with a gentleman from another nationality. My friend Aaron had just had his four wisdom teeth pulled Ooh. about less than 24 hours before. We, me and the other person who was playing, his name was Nick, told him, he said, well, postpone it. Don't worry about it. He said, no, I'm playing. I got a few Percocet. I'm good. He shot the worst round of his life. He was all over the place, and he's generally a good golfer. But on 16, it's a hole on Spring Lake that's a par three uphill. And it was the best hole of my day. I was within, I would say, about three or four feet of the pin. My friend right. Nick was within five feet. Aaron was on the fringe, and the other gentleman we were playing off was in the bunker. Now, of course, you know, we let him go first. And he actually hit a nice sand shot that put him within... I would say one or two feet, not even. It was in front of Aaron. So we told him to, you know, putt out so he could get clear of the way because we're putting for birdie here. He was in for par. So my friend Aaron's walked into his ball and the guy takes out the pin, puts it down and lets it go and walks away. And the pin literally crossed in front of my friend's face within an inch, almost clipped him in the mouth. Mind you, I just said he had wisdom teeth surgery. And he yells at the top of his lungs, and I'm beeping this out. You almost samurai sword me. <laughs> I dropped to the green hysterical. My friend Nick dropped to the green hysterically. We are crying, laughing. I couldn't putt. I missed a four-foot putt for birdie because I couldn't stop laughing my head off. My friend Nick just picked up his ball, walked up, said, I'm taking a bogey because that's what I would have gotten. I parred the hole when I was going to birdie it. My friend just picked up and got in the cart and said, whenever you're ready, sweetheart. I'm like, wow, this guy, and this guy's walking, mind you, the, uh, the uh, joiner of our group. And he's walking. He still has a golf club in his hand. And I said, oh, my God, I hope he didn't understand English. This is a moment that will be talked about when Aaron joins us later this summer. But we have some great stories lined up for that. Ross and I will be getting out and this year and we will be giving Ross the professional circuit version of uh, lessons. And we're going to teach Ross to play better, which he wants. And yeah. also we're going to have some fun. We will be also updating you on the roster besides Ross, myself, and Charlotte Helen who will be playing in the Putt-Putt Championship this summer. We do know that our president, Lawrence Patchman Lang, will be joining us. And we have sent out invites to other members who are not in the New York area who have said they are very interested in being there. So we're hoping that will come to fruition. For today, I hope you've enjoyed learning about what the 19th hole means to Ross and myself. If you have some stories about the 19th hole, what your experience after a golf round is, Check us out on the sportsinsanitynetwork.com. Come look at the blogs we write. Ross just had a great article about Scotty Scheffler and the Masters that is up. So please come take a look at it. It was a great article written. Um, we look forward to hearing from you. Please check us out on our podcast. You can follow any version of our podcast on Anchor, on Spotify. You can check us out now even more as we're building our group and we're going to have more guests coming in. We have a couple of sport car dealers who will be coming in over the summer to do some golf car breaks with us. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a lot of people in. 
So stay tuned for those announcements here from Facebook and our website. For now, I am the golf pro, Mark Oldops Guy Halpern, and with me, my PIC. Ross, didn't lose any balls today, amazing. Ross and I will be back next week, Thursday night, for our usual recording time for the 19th hole, and Charlotte Helen will be back for her golf term of the day, what does Charlotte think this golf term means. For now, have a good evening and a very, very safe holiday weekend. Good night. Good night.